This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced from the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. The weather may be cooling, but I was heating things up with my latest food section column, which was all about roasting and then freezing, if you like, falls, garden, and locally grown peppers that are available widely at farm stands and farmer's markets if you don't grow them yourself. Seems like I always have more than enough peppers when the season really winds down. And so I have developed a process over the years of roasting them and freezing them until later. It's pretty straightforward. There are a lot of people who do this, gardeners and home cooks, preserving the season's bounty. It simply entails laying peppers out on a sheet pan, wash them first, sort them by size and type so they roast most evenly, and then place them under your oven broiler until they blacken, turning them as they get dark and split and oozing those delicious juices so they're evenly roasted. Turning on your kitchen fan cuts down on the fumes from this process. If you want to keep the smell out of the house completely and you have a gas grill outside, that's another really great option. You can even use a charcoal grill if you like for this as well. Now, one thing that a lot of people recommend is peeling the peppers before you freeze them. Then you have a product that's ready to go right out of the freezer. It's kind of like the concept of washing berries before you freeze them, which I always do, because who wants to wash a frozen berry? But I have found over the years where pepper skins are concerned, and also tomato skins, they are so much easier to strip off after they've been frozen. They just pull away almost effortlessly. So I just dispense with peeling initially before packing my roasted peppers into freezer bags, intending to peel them once I bring them out of the freezer to use them. Because I usually only use one of a hot chili or maybe a couple milder chilies at a time. And it takes me just a few seconds as opposed to maybe 30 minutes or more to peel an entire batch of peppers in preparation for freezing them. Those are the tips I shared in my latest food section column that ran October 6th under the headline, Feel the Burn. And you can find that on my blog's homepage at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I also shared a few recipes for using roasted peppers, and I wanted to share those in this podcast. They also freeze really, really beautifully. I've been on a freezing kick lately. (laughs) My previous column that ran in the Mail Tribune's food section was all about using your freezer wisely and sort of stashing away meals that are wholesome and satisfying on a rainy day when maybe you don't have time or you're not feeling up to cooking. Another component of that easy, just sort of last minute meal prep is having sauces on hand that you've frozen. Pesto, of course, I mentioned in my column. And Romesco 
is Spain's sort of answer to pesto. Its almonds and its peppers sort of play the same role as pesto's pine nuts and basil, basically providing the flavoring and the body for this delicious sauce that really goes with anything. Meat, seafood, roasted vegetables, you can spread it on bread or a cracker, put it on a cheese platter, it's just delicious. And again, it freezes really, really nicely. This was included in a recipe for shishito peppers, served as an appetizer. Shishitos are sort of this chef's darling. You can read more about them in the current post of my blog at the homepage, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. But it doesn't necessarily have to go with the Romesco. The Romesco recipe stands on its own. And I wanted to give that in this podcast, as well as a recipe for pepper spread, a Greek recipe that incorporates eggplants, mild and hot peppers, as well as crushed tomatoes. You can use canned or if you have fresh from your garden or from farm stands or farmer's markets, you could certainly peel those and substitute those as well. This freezes really beautifully and makes a large quantity. So I would recommend freezing it in smaller portions. This will make about six cups. I like to freeze things in one cup portion. So I can pull them out of the freezer and take them camping or hiking or on a picnic, or maybe I need a couple for sort of last minute entertaining. I'll also share the recipe for pepper spread, which comes from the cookbook, The Glorious Foods of Greece by Diane Kochilas. But first, the recipe for Romesco sauce. It calls for a third cup roasted salted Marcona or regular almonds. Two large roasted red peppers that have been stemmed and the cores pulled out, the seeds discarded. Four sun-dried tomato halves packed in oil that have been drained. Two garlic cloves that have been peeled, and if they have a germ, that green shoot in the middle, pull that out once you've cut the clove in half. A quarter cup plus two teaspoons olive oil, that's a divided use. Two teaspoons sherry vinegar a quarter teaspoon smoked paprika, an eighth teaspoon cayenne pepper, and kosher salt to taste. Start by dropping the almonds, that third cup roasted salted Marcona almonds or regular almonds, into the bowl of a food processor and pulse until the largest chunks are about split pea-sized. Scrape the almonds from the bowl and set those aside. You don't have to clean the food processor to continue with the recipe. Drop the two roasted red peppers, the four sun-dried tomato halves that have been packed in oil, the two garlic cloves that have been peeled and de-germed, and one tablespoon of the chopped almonds into the bowl of the food processor. Process that until it's smooth, stopping to scrape down the sides of the bowl as needed. Process again, this time slowly pouring in the quarter cup oil, and then scrape that entire mixture, this sort of chunky sauce, into a small bowl. Stir in the two teaspoons sherry vinegar, the quarter teaspoon smoked paprika, or more if you like. I like lots of smoked paprika. And similarly, the eighth teaspoon cayenne pepper, or a bit more if you like more heat along with the chopped reserved almonds. 
season the sauce generously with the kosher salt. Now, if you want to proceed with the recipe and serve this with some seared shishito peppers, about eight ounces of these peppers that are just dropped into a cast iron skillet, over medium high heat and some oil, you can find this recipe again that was published in the October 6th Mail Tribune food section a la carte under the headline, Feel the Burn, and it's available on my blog homepage, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. But now I'll move on to the recipe for pepper spread, which was also published with the same column. It calls for four pounds red bell peppers, one large eggplant, which is about a pound. Again, this makes a big amount. Six to 10 small, thin, hot peppers, such as serranos that have been seeded or finely chopped. A Thai chili, bird's eye chili would work well for this. I grew a lot of these this year and they were fairly large in size. If you have small ones, you can adjust the quantity. Again, this is to your liking. It can be as spicy as you like. Two cups canned crushed tomatoes, or again, whole peeled tomatoes if you have a good source for locally grown or your own garden tomatoes. A half cup olive oil, and that's a divided use. Six garlic cloves have been peeled and minced, and a half cup finely chopped fresh parsley, as well as salt to taste. Begin the recipe by roasting the red peppers, those four pounds red bell peppers. Place them on a foil-covered baking sheet in a 425-degree oven and cook until they're charred and softened all over for about 25 to 30 minutes. Now, you can speed this up by putting them under the oven broiler, as I mentioned, where they will blacken and sizzle. And it'll take just a fraction of the time, but if they are cooked longer at this high temperature instead of under the broiler, the flavor will deepen. They will caramelize. They'll just get richer. So you can consider this either way. Place the peppers in a paper bag and close the bag or wrap them individually in plastic wrap after first allowing them to cool slightly for a few minutes. I find you can also put them in a Ziploc bag and seal it, which is what I do when I just prepare my peppers for freezing. And that does the same thing to steam and loosen the skins as wrapping them individually in plastic wrap would do. Let them sit for 15 minutes. And at the end of that time, you should be able to pull off the skins easily with your fingers. Remove the stem and the core and get rid of all those seeds. Now you're going to roast the eggplant as well. Place it on a grill or cooking element over a gas burner, turning frequently until it's charred and softened all over. You don't need to peel this or cut this. Or you can poke holes all over the eggplant with a fork and broil it in the oven about eight inches from the heat source. Turn it frequently until it's softened all over. This eggplant will just kind of turn to mush inside, which is the texture you want. Once your eggplant's roasted in a food processor, puree it with the roasted bell peppers and those hot peppers. The six to 10 small, thin, hot peppers that have been stemmed, seeded, and finely chopped. In a large pot, combine that puree of the bell peppers, eggplant, and hot peppers with the crushed tomatoes. Again, two cups canned crushed tomatoes or peeled fresh tomatoes. Bring the mixture to a simmer over medium heat, stirring continuously until it's thickened slightly, and that'll take about 10 to 15 minutes. 
add a quarter cup of the olive oil and simmer stirring frequently until the sauce thickens and cooks down. And this will take about another hour. You want a really, really thick sauce that's sort of spreadable, almost like a fruit butter. Add the remaining quarter cup olive oil, the six garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, and the half cup finely chopped fresh parsley. Season with the salt to taste and continue to cook stirring until all the liquid has cooked off for about 15 more minutes. Let the spread cool slightly and then spoon it into a large clean glass jar if you think you're going to eat all of this sort of up front. It does keep a very long time in the refrigerator according to the authors of this recipe. Or if you just want to be on the safer side and sort of ration this out (laughs) over the holiday season, the color is lovely and it would be delicious on a cheese platter. You can portion it into smaller containers, about a cup to two cups for freezer storage. And this makes six cups of pepper spread, and that's from The Glorious Foods of Greece by Diane Kochilas. And that recipe ran with my latest food section column, published October 6 under the headline, Feel the Burn, all about roasting falls, hot and mild peppers. Find all those tips and recipes at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.